Hi, it's Bruce T here with another podcast. This podcast is based upon 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 1 to 10 and it's about the church that Paul formed there to be there for only three Sabbaths. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 Paul, Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labour of love and steadfastness of the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and to Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So after leaving the Jerusalem council, Paul and Silas set off on what was Paul's second missionary journey. But he gets stuck. He gets stuck. The Holy Spirit has stopped him from going into Asia and Bithynia. So we're here. What should we do now? Jacob returned to Israel. So they have a sleep that night and Paul receives a vision from a man from Macedonia. Come over to us. So they took this as being a vision from God. And first they went over to Philippi, which you can read about in Acts 16. In Acts 17 verse 1, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures. So basically he stayed there for three weeks. So the message was... He was explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead and saying that Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and a lot of the leading women. It's quite amazing when you think about it. The Bible records that Paul and Silas were in Thessalonica for three Sabbaths. So that could have been three whole weeks or 22 days. Yet they are seen as a wonderful New Testament church who, although in hardship, trusted in Jesus and witnessed the benefits. The Thessalonians had been corrupt, convicted, and they were convinced of their own way of life, converted from idol worship to the worship of the true and living God and Jesus, the risen Lord. And in power in the Holy Spirit, they had full conviction. The NRV says it was deep conviction, conviction that lasted when they were tested, they relied on God. In Jesus' parable about the sower and the soil, it was though the seeds were, were spread, 
and some of it landed on good soil. And the seeds that landed in the good soil produced wonderful crops. It was as though the Thessalonians were there and they'd heard the message, they accepted it, and they were had great conviction from the Holy Spirit, so they really understood and relied on the message. And it was just like that parable. Now, it is the role of the Holy Spirit to convict. In John 16, 8, Jesus said, when he comes, that is the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Some cases we try and do this ourselves when we see someone at fault. But to get the real effect, it's much better if the Holy Spirit does it, but to get that deep conviction. And what did the Thessalonians experience? They experienced joy. They received this joy and this peace in them, in their heart, even though they were, they were in much affliction and they had severe difficulties. I remember being in a meeting once with some businessmen and they said they'd seen a, another business started. But it had folded very quickly. It had fallen at the first hurdle. Now, if you think about the Grand National or the sprint races going over the hurdles, you've got to get over the hurdles until you get to the finish. And there was plenty of hurdles there for the Thessalonians with this much affliction and severe difficulties. And it can be with us as, us as well. We need to have that assurance from God to help us over the hurdles as we start our journey with God. Because some people would say, accept Jesus as your Lord and it will be a bed of roses. But most people would say, no, Jesus will be with you through all the afflictions, the severe difficulties and help you to get over the, the hurdles. Then their reputation went everywhere. Why? Because they trusted in Jesus, reaped the benefits and put... It's into practice, the Christian disciplines of prayer, faith, trust, and it's all got out. They didn't just leave it to the leaders. They tried it out for themselves. As Jesus said in John 14, 12, greater things will you do because I am going to the Father. So if we apply this message to ourselves, we say, why not act on some of the promises of God as written down in his word and see what can happen? Imitate your leaders as they imitate Jesus and urge on your leaders to imitate Jesus. It's really good to pray for your pastor, your minister, because you don't know what they're going through all the time. So the prayers of Jesus can really help them. I believe we should put into practice our Christian disciplines, pray for the sick, anoint with oil, believe God for miracles, to make a way where there seems to be no way and see what our reputation can be. Always, we need to be prepared to tell people about the hope that is within us, it says in 1 Peter 3.15. But don't try and put it down the throat. No, we have to explain with gentleness and respect. So just as the Thessalonians turned from idols to serve the living God, so too we must turn from idols. And those are our modern idols, cars, houses, following pop stars, footballers and celebrities, those that live dysfunctional lives, but they're always on our TV screens and always in the papers. And we must follow Jesus, who is our Lord and Saviour and our prime example. The Thessalonians waited patiently for Jesus to return and were assured that they would not go through the wrath to come. Bible scholars have made different theories about the end times, focusing on Daniel's 70th week. Daniel's 70th week then is taken as 
seven years, three and a half years of relative peace, and then three and a half of wrath. Some say Christians will not go through the 70th week at all. I'm more in favour of us being what they called raptured away midway through the 70th week, thus avoiding the wrath of the second half of the week going through the first part where a seven-year covenant is made with the Antichrist regarding Israel. Whether the church, that is all the living Christians, are raptured away to be with Jesus at the beginning of the week or midway, as Paul told the Thessalonians, we are assured we won't go through the wrath he talks about. It is God's wrath that has shown that we are not destined for wrath, but for salvation. According to Wayne Grudem, God finally will punish all wrongdoing and reign over a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no unrighteousness. The Thessalonians heard the message and the Holy Spirit convicted them and told them that it was true and they believed this. And they received the power of the Holy Spirit as evidenced by the fact that they carried out some of the things that they'd seen demonstrated to them by Paul and Silas. They turned from idols, the idols of their time. We need to turn from modern idols. I remember one man talking about American Idol. When he heard about it, he decided, I'm not going to turn that on. I just do it like the title. And in fact, what they are doing is making everyday people into pop stars and idols. So we need to turn away from modern idols. We need to get over hurdles, the problems that come into our life, where Jesus says, behold, I am with you always. And we thank you, Jesus, for that and put into practice what God has shown us through Jesus and through what Paul and Silas did at Thessalonica, being able to pray for people, hope for people, spread the message to other people, but also drop on the Holy Spirit in our lives to give us the power to do these things, as we are assured by God that we won't go through wrath. So be ready. Jesus will return. We need to be ready. We need to have accepted him as our Lord and Saviour, say sorry to God for all the wrong things that we've done in our life, repent from the things that we've done and ask Jesus to come in our life and to start our journey with him. Jesus, we wait for you. So may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, may the Lord make his face to shine upon you, help you to know Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, what Jesus has done for you and enable you to turn from modern idols and to follow Jesus. So until next time, bye for now.